This is the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Ashley. Together, we have been making money online collectively for over 10 years. Our mission is to help you start, learn, and grow a reselling business and to inspire you to turn your paycheck into a daycheck. The world is changing and we want to help you change with it. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Paycheck to Daycheck podcast. This is episode number two, where we're going to talk about something that people always ask when they find out what Ashley and I do, which is, can you make money reselling? Obviously, we need to first talk about what is reselling. And I feel like a lot of people don't quite understand exactly what we do. uh, But reselling is simply you are selling an item for a profit. So whether that's an item around your house that you're going to list on, let's say eBay or maybe Facebook Marketplace, and then somebody purchases that item and you either have them pick it up locally via Facebook Marketplace, or maybe you sell it on eBay and then you ship that item to the customer. And in the end, the goal is that you are making a profit on the items that you sell. So that is a simple way to explain what reselling is. And next, let's kind of talk about why people would want to choose reselling. The first thing is that it's just a a great way to make some extra money. Um, if you plan to keep your nine to five or whatever, you know, your full-time job is, if you're trying to save up for something, a special trip or build like a savings account, it's just a great way to make some extra money on the side with whatever free time you do have. It's very flexible. So it ha- there's a lot of like freedom in the time that it takes to be able to do that. You can, it doesn't have to be during normal business hours. It can be, you know, at nine, 10, 11 o'clock at night or whatever time you do have. Yeah, absolutely. Something anyone anywhere can do. And I think that's what is really attractive to reselling for myself. And I'm sure you definitely feel the same. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. It's time for another what's in our reseller toolbox. In this segment, we share the latest tips and tools to help you build and grow your reselling business. Let's find out what tool we have for today. This week, we are going to be talking about free boxes that you can get and where you can get them. When I worked in the car business, I used to go to our parts department and I would take boxes from the parts manager. He would save them up for me. Personally, I still get them from that same dealership that I used to work at. He saves them up for me and I pick them up like once every other week. But that's a really good resource. If you guys have dealerships in your area, they always have really sturdy boxes because those parts are incredibly heavy most of the time. So they'll also come with other shipping supplies sometimes too, like air pillows, bubble wrap, that kind of thing. All right. So that's a really good tip. This segment, we just kind of want to give new resellers uh, an idea of how they can save money on shipping supplies. I also think everyone who's listening probably orders on Amazon. That's another great way to get free boxes would be to just start saving any of the boxes that come from Amazon and just start saving them. Because if you are going to start reselling, you are going to need shipping supplies and sometimes that can be cost that starts to add up if you have to purchase boxes. So why not try to find boxes for free? Definitely. And those Amazon boxes are nice. I have my neighbors and my mom and dad save those for me too. They love those Amazon boxes. One of the other resources that I would get when I first started, I mentioned in the last episode that I first started selling on Poshmark. On Poshmark, you can use the free USPS priority boxes. I picked up a couple just to get myself started right at the post office. The next time I went, 
went to ship things. They didn't have any in stock there. You can actually create a free account online on the USPS website and then order them whatever sizes you want and they'll ship them right to your house for free for you. It usually takes about a week for them to show up. That's another really good resource for boxes. Just make sure you're using them to ship priority. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, don't use the postal service boxes for UPS. That is not what they're intended for. Definitely. All right, so thanks for listening to another segment of What's in Our Reseller Toolbox. So let's dive back into the episode two. Let's talk about some of the pros and cons with reselling. I think that's so important. Uh, You might see people say reselling is easy going to be the easiest thing. And when you're first starting, there's a lot of information out there. Kind of want to go over some of the pros and cons that we feel are with reselling. It's really uh, simple. Like you said before, it's definitely not easy, but I feel that it is pretty simple. You buy something for a low price and then you sell it for a higher price. You can make a profit on it. It's usually within the details of those things that people complicate it. Uh, You don't need a degree and you don't need to have a lot of money saved up. Like you mentioned before, like starting a, a business, like a restaurant business or something of that nature, um, costs a lot of money to start. You just really need your phone. So the barrier to entry is quite low. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to open up a restaurant, you need to have a place to have the restaurant. So you're (laughs) going to have to, you know, either rent a space or buy a building and then put everything in there and you are in debt before you even open the doors. So that is one good thing with reselling. We'll talk about it in later episodes, how you even start reselling and the things that you'll need. But really, I mean, it is a low barrier to entry. You don't need a lot of money. And I think that's a huge attraction for most people, especially those that are looking to do this on the side. Definitely. We talked about this before we started the episode, but you also can resell from anywhere. As long as you have a cell phone and an internet connection, what are some of the places you were mentioning before we started that you have resold from? If you're new to the podcast, my husband, Casey and I, we were full-time RVers for a year and a half. That was one of the things that I did on the side was I did reselling. So you can literally resell from anywhere. I did it from our fifth wheel. I traveled with him before we RV'd. I did it out of a hotel room. We shipped packages from probably, I'd say close to 10, 11 states. I mean, when we were in California, Iowa, Nebraska, Texas, Montana, Colorado, that was the biggest traction was the flexibility and being able to do it on the road. And from anywhere, even if we were to stop full-time RVing, we could still continue reselling wherever we put down roots, which were in Arizona. So you can really, that is a huge pro. You can do it anywhere and anyone living anywhere can start reselling. I think that's a good thing. One of the other big pros for me anyways, was that you can basically give yourself a raise whenever you need to or want to. Um, For example, if you have an unexpected expense come up or you want to start saving up to go on a nice, you know, vacation, uh, you can, you know, run sales, um, send out offers, just up your listing amounts every day. So you do have the ability to control your income to a certain degree, which is and be your own boss too. I think that's part of it. You you're your own boss, you can you know, like you said, give yourself a raise. You can also take off whenever you want. And Casey and I will be taking off an entire, well, five days to go down to Mexico for our anniversary. And we don't have to put in a time off request. You know, I usually confirm it with with my coworker, Casey, and, you know, that's (laughs) all we have to do. But I mean, that's, that's another 
pro as well as just being your own boss and having that control. Yeah, that's really an attractive point to me as well, especially 10 years in the car business asking for a Saturday off was like pulling teeth and you were How worried the you? entire time. Yeah, you were worried <laughs> the entire time that you were going to come back and not have a job when you came back, you know, just to go home to see your family or on vacation for a weekend trip or something like that. So it's definitely nice to not have that stress. One thing about reselling that I really like is in kind of the premise of this podcast is, you know, changing your mind from living off of a paycheck to getting paid daily and reselling will do that. I mean, you can make sales on Saturday and Sunday and now eBay with that new feature of getting paid daily. I mean, that's huge because then you're getting that money back sooner than if you did like biweekly or monthly payouts on eBay. So now, I mean, we're seeing pretty much almost daily deposits. And that is so nice. And it's something that you can make money daily instead of biweekly and and making a paycheck. Absolutely. That has the ability right there to change someone's Mm -hmm. life, basically. All right, let's talk about some of the cons of selling. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) I feel like a lot of people don't talk about this kind of stuff. I feel like we want to be transparent on the podcast and give listeners an idea of what to really think about, especially if you're wondering, can you make money reselling? Can you do this, you know, as a side income or full time? One of the biggest cons is uh, it can be very overwhelming to start. Uh, We hope with this podcast that we make it a little easier to start. And, uh, you know, in future episodes, we'll really try to answer questions in depth and and try to, you know, help people start and not be overwhelmed. And I think one of the ways that you can not be overwhelmed would be with having a checklist, which will kind of be the next episode that we do. We'll talk about that at the end of the podcast in this episode. But it can be that is one of the biggest things. Very overwhelming. There's so much information to learn. There's so many YouTubers out there giving information that they share how they do it. And so when you really listen to other resellers, like in the end, there is so many ways that you can make money reselling. It's just at first, it's so overwhelming to figure out what's going to work for you, which is why a checklist would be really good. And to really ask yourself a lot of different questions, you know, why are you reselling? What's your goal? What marketplace do you want to sell on? I mean, there's a lot of things that you should be thinking about, but it can be overwhelming. So that's a a big, big con for, for most people when they start. And just a side note on all that, you know, YouTube videos and that kind of thing, you can't really go back and edit those and add in information once it's published. And sometimes platforms update. So the information becomes slightly irrelevant if features have changed and whatnot. So when you're new starting out, like you said, it's overwhelming and then you're getting information that might not be entirely accurate. So you're just kind of spinning your wheels. And a lot of people get frustrated and give up at that point because they're like, what the heck? I can't figure this out now. I don't know what they're talking about. And they just kind of get flustered and stop. So yeah, that's a great point. Um, One of the cons that I was thinking about earlier was that it was actually one of the pros too. Your income is totally dependent on you. So that could be a con too, if you're not a self-driven person. If you are a self-driven person, it could really work out in your favor. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why you listen to podcasts and you watch videos and you read blog posts. All right. Another con that people don't talk about would be you really honestly are going to need a lot of space or at least be really, really organized. I mean, yeah, I resold from a fifth wheel, but you need to think about where are you going to keep product? Are you going to keep it in plastic bins on storage shelving? 
You know, where are you going to keep it? Where are you going to photograph your items? Where are you going to ship your items? So you definitely are going to need space and a kind of a, a plan or layout. I mean, those are really important things. That's a great point. One of the things that I was thinking about as well, you know, when I was in the car business, I worked 50 to 60 hours a week, which was pretty normal for that industry. And like I said before, I did that for about 10 years in March of 2020, when I went full time, I went from working 50 to 60 hours a week for a dealership and upped that to about 60 to 70 hours a week, you know, staying up till all hours of the early morning, like 1, yeah, 2 a.m. I did that many uh, times. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't necessarily work that many hours every week now, but when I first started going full-time, I knew that I needed to make it work. So this was really one of my only options that I had, and I, I wasn't about to waste that opportunity. Um, but anyway, so I didn't really realize that it was going to be that intense and I was going to be working that many hours. I thought the car business was like my, my max, but you know, when you're first starting out, if going full-time is what your intention is, then it might be a lot more hours that you need to put in than you realize. So just be prepared for that. I'm definitely a procrastinator. So I think that might've had a a hand in the amount of hours that I worked, but uh, yeah, just a side note. Yeah. I think that's a great point because a lot of times people are like, oh, start reselling, go full-time. You'll be so flexible. I mean, yeah, I mentioned that Casey and I are taking, you know, the week off to go to Mexico, but I mean, we've, built this reselling business and it's taken us a couple years to get where we are, put systems in place, kind of get on a daily, weekly schedule. And you know, there are weeks where we still will put in 50 hours, but we would rather do that and have, you know, the flexibility to take off for a week. In the beginning, I feel like you it takes people longer because it's going to you have to look up everything. You know, you have to learn how to do it. You have to learn, you know, yeah, you sold three items, but that three items might take you an hour to ship because you're figuring out how do I even ship this item? What oh, yeah. service do I use? How do I <laughs> ship it? Do I put it in a box in a poly mailer? I mean, there's so many things that you have to think of in the beginning that I think that's why people do get discouraged and quit is because they're spending so much time. They didn't anticipate it. They're watching other resellers, you know, recommend reselling for the flexibility and you don't put in that much work, but really, I mean, in the beginning, Plan on putting in a lot of effort, but in the end, it's going to be a reward if you continue and you're successful. For sure. You know, like you said, when you first start, you're watching other resellers and trying to see what they do that could work for you. And they make it look so easy. Like going full time is like the the main like the highest achievement, I guess. Yeah, you don't have to go full time. I mean, you can do it to where you're only going part time and you do it on the side. Just never compare yourself to other resellers. I mean, learn from them, but don't compare yourself because I mean, what our business does and your business are two completely different things, you know, and we are absorbing the same information, but we're finding what works for us. For sure. And I will say that referring to the amount of hours that we put in, especially at the beginning, I would much rather do that for myself, for my own business, than put those hours in for someone else and their dreams and their business. So I'd rather work 70 hours a week, any, any week for myself than someone else. Yeah. I remember seeing a meme on, I think it might've, it was either Instagram or Twitter, but it's a, a, you know, a CEO with a Lamborghini and he's standing outside of it and there's a worker. And did you see that one? The worker's like, Oh wow. You know, that's such a nice Lamborghini. And 
the CEO's like, or boss or whatever is like, yeah, thanks for all your hard work. If you work that hard next year, I'll get another one, you know? And it's <laughs> like, that's the whole thing. I mean, yeah, there's cons with reselling, but in the end, I feel like the the pros outweigh the cons, even though, you know, I feel like we're spending more time on cons, but I feel like we just need to explain and, and be transparent with listeners to let them know like these this is reality and we're going to be honest and this is the stuff that we've actually experienced ourselves for sure yeah one of the last things that i thought of was how easy it is sometimes to get sucked into the negativity of the reseller community when they mention things if you find if you start or if you have already started you might have found the reseller community on different social media platforms already in general for the most part it is incredibly uplifting and positive. And I've met, you know, Liz and a bunch of other phenomenal people. So all in all, it is great. But every once in a while, you will come across an individual or a group of individuals. And then it's it's like it starts to snowball. For example, you'll see people mention coming up here real soon, summer slowdown, or my sales are dead on X platform, Poshmark's dead, eBay's dead, Mercari's dead, Amazon's dead, comments about inflation, which I'm not saying that's not happening, but that you know they'll use inflation as an excuse. Like no one's ever buying anything online again, or Amazon stole my customers, or whatever excuse it is this day. Not to say that sales might not be slow for some people for whatever reasons. A lot of times you just have to tune this stuff out and not buy into those excuses or what is happening with them. Just because they are experiencing summer slowdown, quote unquote, doesn't mean that you also have to. If you buy into it though, like, well, Liz's sales are slowing down because it's summertime. So that means my sales are going to slow down as well. Everyone's sales slow down for summer. If you buy into that and then don't work as hard or don't put in as as much effort, of course, they're going to slow down. So don't let the idea of things kind of dictate what is going to happen to you in your business. I think that's a, a good one to mention as well. Pro that we didn't mention would be the complete opposite, that there are a lot of like-minded people like us who want to surround ourselves around positivity. And I think, you know, when we first met, I think that was just a breath of fresh air because reselling can sometimes be isolating. You know, it's just you, you, you aren't going into an office, you're not meeting other people as much as you would like. I mean, you really depend on social media as a reseller. And I feel like when we first met, we were in the reselling group that really helped me because it was like we would compete with who could have the most listings, you know, we were sharing information with each other. Yes, you can get sucked into the negativity, but you can't do that. You have to on the other hand, recognize the people who are kind of draining you because if I'm hearing that, like you said, the summer slowdown, which I would completely disagree right now, because our sales have never been better, but we're putting in the effort. And I think when you are around negative people, then you you kind of lose your motivation and it doesn't make you feel like you should be working as hard. And then you get in your mind and you're like, well, that's an excuse. I'm just not making money. Maybe this isn't for me. And you know, it's really the mindset of being around like-minded people with positivity that will Mm -hmm. really help you as a reseller. So if you're listening, I encourage you to go out and follow at least 10 other resellers, but find people who you click with, find the people that you feel are positive and uplifting and aren't just putting out information to maybe 
make an affiliate sale because there's people out there that do do that. We always say on our YouTube channel, because you know, we're the freeway flippers, Casey and I, we don't ever want to share anything that we don't use ourselves. And I think that's really important is to sometimes take a step back because social media, you know, you have all these people posting millions of packages. Well, you know what? Casey and I still can pay our mortgage, live comfortably, invest our in our in more inventory, and we don't have 50 packages sitting outside for the mailman. I mean, there's days where we have today we had three packages. That's it. Yep. And then there's days where we have 20 or 30 or 40. Just kind of take a step back and really surround yourself around the people who are there to help you and not have other agendas, which sometimes can be affiliate sales or just not positivity. Definitely. Yeah. You know, when we met in that group, it was like the height of the chaos of 2020. And a lot of people had just been furloughed from their jobs like I was, and they were trying to figure out what the heck they were going to do now. That kind of like brought us together. And we were able to, you know, talk to each other every single day and check in with each other. And it was like you had coworkers, you know, and that I think was really, really helpful. If I hadn't had that, if I had just been sitting in my teeny tiny little apartment all by myself with no community, I'm not sure that I would have stuck with it through all of that. And I'm not sure that I would have ended up being a full-time reseller. I probably would have gotten sucked back into the car business life. That just sounds awful. (laughs) Oh, it was. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I'm very grateful for, you know, our community that we've Uh, surrounded ourselves with. And that to me is probably one of the biggest pros that I'm not sure why we didn't mention before, but hello. (laughs) Very important. (laughs) Definitely. All right, guys, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. Anything we mentioned in this episode will be linked down below in the show notes or description down below. Be sure to share this episode with anyone you think it will help and follow us on social media at P2D Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Keep working towards that daycheck.